What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. We are here to break down week eight of Survivor Australia. And I owe everyone at home an apology because there was no, I know what you're thinking, there was no week seven recap. We all got busy. I mean, we all have other lives outside of this. And for that one week, it was just, it didn't work out timing wise. Maybe we could have got together and put something together at like the last minute. But at that point, it's like the new week's about to start. So we'll just, we'll just break it all down heading into the week eight recap. But today I am joined by my lovely co-analyst, Tegwith. Tegwith, how are we doing today? Oh, we are doing good. Um, you know, I'm super excited to talk about all of this. Um, sad to see some of the players go, specifically my winner pick. But <laughs> um, I'm just stoked to get into it with you. It's been a tough, I mean, if you look at Survivor Australia and your picks, and then Survivor US and your picks, oh. it's been a tough couple of weeks for you so far. It really has. It has been a just hit after hit after hit. It has been so bad because also one of my, so Nina was my winner pick, obviously. That's why I'm upset. But also I was like a fan of Simon and I was like really rooting for him. Um, I don't know if you could tell in like previous podcasts, but I was like really, really rooting for Simon. I have no idea why I was like super invested in Simon. And so not all that losing Nina but also losing Simon I'm just like I can't take it anymore I'm so emotionally drained <laughs> and 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 in this recap we're gonna break down some obviously what led to Simon's elimination what led to Nina's elimination and some of the stuff that happened in the episode kind of like the isolation twist we will still cover all that but we also want to use this as sort of a preview to the final four next week we're gonna look at all of their games who has the best resume I think we all know who but who can maybe beat the king if you want to look at it that way. So we're going to kind of do everything this episode. As always, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure to follow and leave a rating. We really do appreciate it. There's something in the works. So go ahead and throw this out there before we get started. I talked to Teg with about this this morning, and I thought this would be a great new tradition for Survivor Now. If Survivor is not going to do the rites of passage, which is something I would love for them to bring back, I think we can do it. So we're talking about later this week doing a rites of passage for Survivor Australia and going through kind of like the cast assessment. But now let's assess them after watching their games and looking back at all, what is it, 20 people who have been voted out of the game so far. So it'll be a fun episode to kind of look back. And it would also be a way to look back on the season as a whole. But Let's get right into this, Tegwith. I want to start with something that you brought up this week. If you guys are not following Tegwith on TikTok, make sure to do that. It's at Survivor Simulation. Is it at Survivor underscore simulation? It is. It is. As long as you type Survivor Simulation. It, it I'll probably come up. <laughs> yeah, definitely follow her. She's got some great takes on there. Um, but you brought up a really interesting question. So this entire season, we've been like, wow, like especially pre-merge. Wow, this is like, possibly one of the best seasons ever the storytelling is insane and i saw someone else say this online and i sort of agree with it this season has lost steam especially in the merge someone said survivor australia did a great job of portraying the edit as all these decisions were very close decisions and yes we did have some big blindsides 
But for the majority of this post-merge, it has been a pagonging, which I personally don't mind because I've been saying I'm so sick of pe seeing people flip for no reason that I want a good pagonging just to see an alliance stick together. But I know for a lot of people, that's not what they want to see. So right now, we always applauded King George's game and how great he was doing and how he is running the game. Have we now flipped... And now is it just people aren't playing like Matt, Maddie uh, and Jerry? They should have made a move so long ago when they had numbers in Nina and Simon. I, I mean, you could even throw out Shawnee when she was trying to make the move on George Haley when she was trying to make the move on George. I mean, is this Simon at a point? Is this a season just the pawns for George? Yeah. So I think here's the thing that. You know, it is, it, it's, it, it's getting tiresome for me personally. I'm getting very sick. And this is, this is not on the players. This is on the edit of like the next time on Survivor being like, oh my God, will they or won't they get George? And they never do. And I'm like sick of them dangling the carrot of like the George vote out when it's never going to happen or it might not ever happen. Um, and the thing that is confusing. So this is how George is so good at the game because he found two newbies in Matt and Jerry, who were aligned, who will stick together no matter if they're thick and thin, yeah. um, who don't feel the need to turn on him because they all think and they all, I, in my mind, they're all thinking it's going to be a final two. But like, what happens if it's a final three? And what happens if they end up voting out Liz and it is Jerry, um, uh, Jerry, Maddie, and George in the final three. Now, obviously, we have no evidence to see whether or not it is a final two versus final three, but I think that that's something that you have to think about because, and, and, and I feel like nobody is until it's too late. People aren't making their move against George until it's too late for their game. The only person that I can say otherwise is Simon. Simon's been gunning for George since day one. Um, and so, you know, I just think that there have been time and time again, people trying to get out George and somebody commented on my video and they said, you know, the players aren't bad. It's just the edit is showing us what they want to show us. And I do think that is something to think about also where the edit obviously skews everyone's perception. But the thing here is an edit can't, well, an edit can make some stuff up, but an edit the, the amount of people that have gone up to other people and been like, so who do you not want to sit next to at the end? Everybody has said George. Every single person has said George. Right before somebody gets voted out, the person they want to vote out is George. Every single time. That's not an accident, right? That is somebody playing a very bold, the word that I like to use is very brazen game. He is like flaunting his idols and he's like making a big show. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's very impressive, but at, it's just so hard to watch people make the same mistake over and over and over and over again. And I mean, the thing is, <clears throat> well, very well said. I, I feel like George... And how maybe someone like Maddie or Jerry is looking at George and maybe even Liz in a sense is like George has had enemies, right? He's been the person who's voted off every single person who's hit sitting on the jury pretty much and running the show. So you have this classic take in Survivor where they're like, are the jury going to be petty? Are they going to? 
I don't think that's how the Aussie game works whatsoever. We see it a lot more in the U.S. version of the show where we get super petty. Us Americans, we get super petty about being voted out. But so far from what I've seen, and granted, I've only seen two pretty much full Aussie seasons, but for the most part, Aussies really respect how the game is played. Whoever plays the best game should be going home with the money, as it should be. And I don't think you can look at it that way because I really think if George makes it to the final three or final two, whichever it is, I really do believe he's going to win in a unanimous vote. It's like Simon saying that he said in the interview that we had with him, George doesn't even have to pitch his game at final tribal council because it's been so out in the open, as you said, Tegwith, everybody knows his game. So I just don't see the logic to keeping this guy around. And I think the only logic that I could kind of understand is if Jerry and Maddie have this final two pack, George is not great at challenges whatsoever. And if it is a final two and it's an endurance challenge, Maddie or Jerry are going to win. But I don't even know why take that risk. Cause if it's a puzzle, George, I mean, George can put a puzzle together pretty well. He's been begging for a puzzle on the show. So I just, I think it's too risky to leave them this long into the game. Now, obviously their argument would be, Hey, we're still here. We're in the final four. It's just about when is the right time to take George out and have they passed that mark already? Yeah. It's, it's a hard, you know, it's a hard hot take survivors, a hard game, (laughs) but it's also a hard thing to balance. You know, you don't want to do it too early and it, for all props to George, let me just say, because I said that he took out Shawnee too early. I said that he took out all of these people that were around him too early. I thought he was putting too big of a target on his back. Clearly, that never happened. <laughs> he never had a target on his back. It's been a fake target this whole time. Um, but he is has been he's very good at, and I don't want to use the word manipulate, but I don't I also don't want to not use it, you know, manipulating people around them, around him to just blindly almost blindly follow um and you know i just uh, it's just so frustrating <laughs> it's because... irritating yes and and the wildest thing about all of this is i was thinking you know remember week one we were talking about or week three everybody who was voted out were newbies every single person now there are there's only one newbie left and that is george I don't know if a returnee, one returnee. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, one returnee left. Only one returnee left, and that is George. Uh, and I just, you know, it's a that's mass that's so perfectly set him up. Um, he just has to figure out a way to make it to either the final two or final three, obviously. But it's just like I don't. They are much better at. Uh, they, I would have called my own. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I would have been like, get him out of here. Get him out of here. I would so you would you would have been on the jury by now because you would have been. Like, been. <laughs> we got to get Georgia. I think the last point that I really want to make towards this is Jerry is not surprising to me. I've been saying since week whatever it is that Jerry is like if George was a villain, like say like a you're not Jabba the Hutt, but I'm just using this example of Star Wars fans. If he was like Jabba the Hutt, then Jerry is that little thing that's like with him that's like. Ee! Like that is Jerry. He's been by his side through throughout it all. Maddie kind of surprises me because I feel like Maddie is a really perceptive player and really knows like the game. He is obviously a super fan. He knows what it takes to get. So I'm a little shocked that Maddie has not made a move. 
Liz is something else. Liz almost her situation almost it almost broke my heart because when Shawnee got voted off, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you have made a huge mistake because Liz is going to be pissed. I instantly thought that Liz would get together with Nina, which we're going to get into that because she tried. You know, someone she had an alliance with back when they had that like five, I think five person alliance or with or four person with David and Sam. Yeah. Um, and I thought she could also pull Simon in kind of her and Simon have been at each other's throats most of the game. But maybe it's, you know, keep your friends close, your enemies closer deal. Um, and I thought Liz would realize I mean nothing to George. Like she's a very smart girl. I mean nothing to George. I need to get him out. But just to see Liz fall right back into George's arms, it was shocking. And it was almost like, I I remember you you keep bringing up that it's kind of frustrating. I, I remember watching that moment break down where he's like, I've got Liz back. And then I was just like, to my TV. I was, oh my gosh, it annoyed me because I'm like, Liz, no, no. So now I'm interested to see after this last vote went down with Nina, you could you could see Liz looking at Shawnee. They kept showing, and I'm going to get into this later when Tegwith and I talk about who we think is going to win the game now. But you, the edit really made it known that Shawnee was looking at Liz. Liz is looking at Shawnee. And I, I whispered, and my girlfriend's like, what's up? Because I whispered, oh, my God. And I, I whispered, they just pissed her off. For the last time, I think. And I'm hoping when we see the episode on Sunday that there is no going back to George. I hope Liz is playing hard. I really, 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 really want to see her win the immunity necklace and make those three guys go up against each other and say, all right, I'm winning this game because you've pissed me off. So I'm interested to hear what you think about that whole situation because I was shocked that she just folded right back into George's alliance. Yeah, I am. Um, here's the thing about that is I think that I thought that she was biding her time. I felt like she was somebody just lurking in the shadows, biding her time because she didn't want to be seen as somebody who was scorned and then fought back immediately. She wanted to be, you know, kind of even keel, cool. Uh, and what shocked me was she didn't go with like Simon when he was gunning for George, you know, yeah. he didn't go that, that, that all shocked me a little bit. Um, because that to me felt like the right time. Um, but you know, I think Liz is still here and I think Liz is a different story than Jerry and Matt. I agree. Um, I yeah. Think, I think Liz has almost as like fool me once shame on me. <laughs> Wait, fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I think she now is like, I have been fooled twice and you better watch yourself. I really think that she, as much as I say that I think George has a very large chance of winning this game. Yeah. I I think I stand with a friend of mine, Ian, who has, he's been saying for a while that if Liz wins immunity, I think, you know, I don't know. I, it's just... It's just, I really, but here's the also thing. Sorry, I'm not finishing any of my sentences. So <laughs> no, I love this. This is this is what makes Survivor now what it is because we are just huge fans of the show basically having a discussion. <laughs> Literally. Um, Ryan, my boyfriend, he was talking about how he, he was like, this, this edit is so George. 
that there's no way that he could win. And then we both at the same exact time said, but Mark, because it seemed so obvious to us <clears throat> that Mark was gonna, like, how could nobody gun, not gun for Mark? Yeah. Why aren't we going for Mark? Why aren't we going for Mark? Seemed the exact same thing. And guess who went, spoiler alert, guess who ended up winning? So Mark, yeah. exact Mark. So, <laughs> you know, the edit might be this loud for George because it was this loud for Mark. So, you know, it's, and, and let me just say, Mark wasn't as loud of a player, right? Yeah. But he was still the one that I just kept going, what is going on? What which going which on? would be, which would suck because like, I loved Blood versus Water. Absolutely loved it. But it has a lot of hate. Like some people call it the worst Australian season because they said it was just predictable. And let me tell you guys, as a sports fan, I don't know if anyone out there watches sports. But, like, sometimes you just have to tip your cap to the team that is outright better. Predictable is not bad. Predictable means they played a good game. Mark played an outstanding game. So it doesn't always mean just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's bad. I know everyone wants to be shocked, but that's playing a good game. So, like, you could argue Cochrane's season was very predictable. Uh, talking about his second time, which would have been uh, Kagayan, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or no? No, not Kagayan. It would have uh, been Caramoan. Um, yeah. Yeah. So his second time playing Caramoan, you could argue that because I thought that's why I fell in love with Cochran because he played the game so well. So that's a story for a different day. But I think it would be bad if if George ends up winning. I think that's the worst case scenario for this season because I think if George wins, it will sour the entire season. Not because people hate George. I mean, some people really do hate George just because of the the villain aspect, which you got to look beyond the edit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You got to look beyond the edit. But I mean, is that a true statement, Tegwith? Will this season be soured for some people if George goes on to win? Because they're going to say it's just too predictable. It was too boring. Yada, yada. Uh, I say yes and no. I think, I think this, let me just say, I think this season... I think this kind of season is going to be divisive. Uh, I think, you know, I don't think that there's going to be somebody that everybody wanted to win. I mean, there never is, but like, mm-hmm. I really feel like there is um, a lot of people rooting for George. I also think there are a lot of people rooting against George. So I think that there would be like a 50, 50 split on whether or not people would be upset. Now, you know, like you can't blame him for playing no, no. a good game, right? And so, but people will, but people will. I mean, just, <laughs> oh, we know. People yeah. will blame him. The survivor um, community, they're amazing and at the same time, very equally harsh. Equally very harsh. <laughs> I mean, us included. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, are we doing a show right now where we like shit talk their moves and shit? Yeah, 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 we are. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, that. exactly. Um, So, you know, it's just like, I think it will be soured for some, but like, will I be annoyed immediately? Yes, I will. But just because I'm annoyed for everybody else on the jury, I'm not annoyed for me. I'm annoyed for the people who were playing against him. Uh, just wanting them. I want better for them. Um, so, you know, I, I think it'll be sour for some, but you know, he has been entertaining. He has had some great quotes. He has had some TikTokable sounds. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, you know, if he wins, it's kind it would be kind of like, uh, this is a bad, I was going to say it would be kind of like Chris Underwood winning. Um, but I only say that because it fit the theme so perfectly, right? Like Chris Underwood winning was 
um, Edge of Extinction. That was the twist and the twist one. Um, and so I feel like George, in theory, was the twist this season. <laughs> and That's a good theory. George, yeah, right? If George wins and you know, the twist wins, it's fine. So we're going to loop back around at the end of the episode. We're going to give our predictions of who we really think out of these final four are is going to win it all. And then also we're going to take a quick look back at all of their games. But let's go go ahead and get into some of the stuff that happened in week eight of Survivor Australia. And let's talk about this isolation twist. So a lot of people were angry about it. Let me just say I'm not I'm kind of in between. I'm I'm not hating it. So if you guys did not know the behind the scenes, the production side of things, Survivor Australia has a deal with Channel 10. They have to run for a certain amount of episodes. That's their that's their slot on Channel 10. And basically, because of that like time that they have, how many episodes they have to make, they have to have at least three non-elimination legs per season. Now, the argument for people who knew that, the argument is, did they wait too long to have the last non-elimination? Should we be having a non-elimination at the final six? I think it was final six, yeah. Is that too late in the game? I get that. Um, they introduced this isolation twist where the the two people who received votes at Tribal Council or the most votes at Tribal Council had to go into isolation for 24 hours. They had they didn't get to compete in the, the next day's immunity challenge, which I think I did not agree with. I thought you can't take immunity, the opportunity for immunity from someone this late into the game. Um, they had to rely on their tribe for food and water and strategy. And it was an interesting twist seeing people walk up and George saying, I got to talk to to Jerry, but Nina's going to be right there. So it will be awkward. So I liked the twist, but I understand the argument of did this come too late into the game? Should we not be messing with the quote unquote in game of Survivor? Uh, Tech, what do we think here? Because it was a little disappointing to see another non-elimination episode we understand we have to have it but it was a little disappointing to see it at this point i let me so i think i can see the other option which was exile which i think is worse um than this i think this is a little bit more interesting especially i think we got the best iteration of it let me just say the fact that we got nina and jerry and not nina and simon in there is yeah. Much better for television, much better for the twist, uh, much more interesting because if it were Nina and Simon, that everyone would have ignored them anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. just kind of the four of them wouldn't have actually talked. Wouldn't to have them. given them food or water or <laughs> or George would not have brought a chair over. You know what I mean? No, chance. there's there's no way. Um, and so I think we got the best iteration of it. So I'm actually not that mad about it. I'm actually like it might be slightly too late, but you know, it's not like it got George out. You know, it's not like it changed a lot. It got Simon and then Nina out, which is probably would have happened just anyways. In yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's an argument that maybe Simon wins, um, the next immunity challenge. What was, what was the one that, uh, Liz won? So you're not talking talking the dice you're talking the oh my gosh yeah i forgot about it i can't remember so that maybe maybe simon wins that one who knows um but i i think you know oh it was the it was the like 
the take on the snake puzzle. That one. Yeah, it was oh. the op- balancing yeah. the balls on the disc. There, yeah. There's a possibility that Simon could have won that. He's very good at challenges. So so there is a possibility maybe if they didn't have this so late that Simon would be in the final four. But like, I, I do really feel like it would have gone either Nina Simon or Simon Nina um, because I think that the three of them are sticking together. So maybe it would have been better at final eight, but I, you know, Anything over exile. That's all I gotta say. Anything <laughs> over anything over exile, I'm happy. No, I, I mean I liked it. I liked it. I, I agree. Maybe it happened a little bit too late. And but the Jerry and Nina dynamic was very interesting. And I'm interested to hear, Tegwith, did you ever think that Jerry was going to switch? Because I mean the edit did a great job. I was thinking potentially. I'm like, this is the moment that Jerry wakes up and plays his own game. Uh, he got his chair. I didn't know. I did know, actually, when George was bringing that over. I was like, that's Jerry's chair. He sits in it all the time. I, how do we feel about that? If there's one chair on this like island, should someone be able to claim it? Um, If it's Jerry, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's anybody the, else? No. He's the oldest guy out there. So, no, so. he's just. He's just the raddest. He just is like cool and needs to have a cool place to lounge back. Because I don't even know if he offered it to Nina when he woke up and saw the chair. He might have been like, oh, there we go. And just sat there all day. Uh, Maybe that's what saved George's alliance with Jerry. But was there ever that thought of maybe Jerry is going to flip with Nina here? Because it did make a lot of sense for him to do that. Yeah, I think I think um, ego played a part of this a little bit more than maybe we would have thought. Um, in my opinion, I think um, the talk of pawns mm. a lot, uh, specifically on talking about Jerry, I think really hurt Simon's game. I do see in another iteration, uh, if somebody told me that I was somebody's pawn, I think I would wake up and be like, oh my God, I am. And like, really try to not be You that. would think, yeah. But I think <laughs> what happened is the opposite. I think it almost made jerry dig his heels in more and be like i'm not a pawn and i'll prove it to you because i'm gonna make it to the end and george won't kind of a thing but you won't see that now you'll see it later um and so i think that like it was almost a a hit to jerry's ego maybe even to matt's ego and um i think that actually hurt simon's game in the long run because i think he was just kept saying the same thing over and over again and part of me believes like a very small part of me believes that jerry went into that tribal thinking i'm gonna vote for george and then in that speech was like actually you know what no i'm not gonna and then change his mind right there i have no proof of that i yeah i, I, I have no it idea would make sense it, if that's it what makes happened sense, right yeah so I don't know. It, and it's almost like how when Nina gave that little speech, that's how George was, George changed his mind. Well, <laughs> yeah, that took her. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get into the eliminations now. Cause I think, I mean, unless I'm wrong, like I said, this is the first time I didn't take any notes for the episodes. Cause I kind of watched them a little out of order. Cause I was still trying to catch up after I had been gone for a couple of weeks and sick and on vacation, whatever. Tegwith, is there anything besides the eliminations that we should talk about in these like two two episodes here that you want to bring up? I mean, other than the twist, like not really. I mean, let me just say Simon being that close to a win. And the immunity challenge against Maddie. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would break me. That would break me. Well, I think I think 
if that happened, how I'm viewing it, is it just would have been reversed. I think yeah. the outcome would have been Nina goes at that tribal council. Simon goes to the net. Who knows? What was the what was the challenge that Liz won? Was it the one where Nina I went think, home? I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the one that Liz won was that you you had to collect a ball and then you had to get another one. And you had yeah, to get another one. so you had to, like, that's why you were saying maybe Simon could have won that. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it would have changed. But I think it, if Simon didn't win, it just would have been reversed there. Yeah. But let's get into the first elimination of the week, which was Simon. I agree with you. I think he has become or became or however you want to say he has became a fan favorite. Or you really hate him. I've noticed in the comments that we've got on his exit video, you either think he played a terrible game and just got lucky and that's the only reason he was in the game, or you loved him and you loved his underdog story. That's how I would say people should look at Simon. He was an, an, he was an underdog the entire game, pretty much. When, when it came out that the cookie idol was fake, right? Simon had no idea whatsoever, but he just got blamed by everyone for giving a fake idol to Sean. But like, he did not know that whatsoever. So like, you can't blame him that much. And he did a great job of really just trying to survive. He won four individual immunity challenges this year. We've seen it in the past. If you're the number one target, go out there and win immunity. And that's what he did. And he made sure to last as long as he could and he just ran out of friends. And I'm going to toot my own horn here. I called this. I said he was going to finish sixth place. He was going to run out of friends. He was going to get caught with his hand in a couple cookie jars. Definitely, I didn't mean like an actual cookie jar, but you know, I'm still going to own up to it. So yeah, I loved watching Simon play. I loved watching him. I would love to see him play again. And his vote out was really heartbreaking because it felt like we kept cheering for him to have that moment of getting George out. We wanted him to have that moment where he beats his arch nemesis. And in this instance, the villain won. The villain of the two villains. Yeah, it was, um, I was kind of weirdly rooting for Simon from the start. Um, I, I just felt really bad that he had this fake idol that we knew was fake from the start like that the, the audience knew because the they were like oh nope this isn't an idol and I just like I don't know it, I could just picture myself being in that situation and feeling so silly that you like when you find out that it's fake and I just didn't <laughs> like that it was very like awkward it. yeah it was horrible it was so I didn't like it no, I didn't like him. <laughs> um, and so from that moment, I started cheering him on, and I, you know, he was going up against a wordsmith, uh, you know, someone who was amazing at pretty much everything he does, and that was his arch nemesis. And so I think it was gonna be an uphill battle no matter what, especially the fact that George had Shawnee on his side for the majority of his game. George had Shawnee and Liz, and he just had so many amazing people surrounding him that. It was going to be hard to actually get him out. Uh, and so I was, like I said, I was rooting for George. I mean, I was rooting for Simon. I'm also rooting for George. But I was going to say, are you rooting for George? Is this like, what? I'm rooting I'm not, against not rooting George. For George. But <laughs> I, I'm, George is fun. George is fun. Um, but yeah, I just, did, did Simon have the best game that's ever happened? No, he didn't. But 
sometimes you got to have that person that you want to root for just because you like their vibe. And that's, that was with me and Simon. Are we convinced? Because I am. Are we convinced that out of the final four, nobody is going to get Simon's vote instead, or if it's not George, if George makes the finale, he is getting Simon's vote. Because that's how I'm looking at the situation. Yeah, I think if George gets the finale, I feel like there's a very good chance that um, he wins unanimously. Um, and, And I think that we will see Simon vote for George. You know what I mean? I feel like we know how they show like a select number. I think that the one that we will see is Simon. Simon. I could see it now. Like he would be saying, I tried voting you all season. I'm going to vote you now. Yeah. Congratulations. Something like that. Exactly. Um, So on one hand, it was a very tough week, as you were saying earlier, Tegwith, because we had to say goodbye to Simon, which like everyone wanted to see him, this underdog, make it all the way through the game and win. But then your winner pick. Our our Homer, our one representative from the U.S. I have to ask, this is like, a, before we get into that, they have opened up casting for the next season of Survivor Australia. Tegwith, are you going to try to send in a video just to try? Uh, I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I've already well, talked to production. I already talked to production. I was like, I know you guys want to keep it like Australians only. I know that Nina and Sandra were like an exception. exception. Like. Russell as well, because he he participated with Survivor. But I'm like, if you want to start letting like one or two Americans in per year, make this like an international game. Uh, hello. Look at Tegwith and myself. Call us no. up. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Call yeah, me beep, beep. Just know we're definitely both going to be trying to get on. But yeah, back to Nina, though. We saw Nina go home. She was your winner pick. I actually got scared for a second because I was like, holy crap. Is Tegwith and Abraham going to be right about Nina winning? I mean, I it just scared for a second too. I was, I was like, this is close. She just ran out of time and she ran out of friends. It appeared. So how heartbroken were you to see Nina go home because of the whole situation? And this is something that, that I will bring up from the episodes. Liz wanted to vote Maddie out for a very smart reason. Maddie has been really good at these immunity challenges. She knows that he is the only one who can beat her. Let's get Maddie out. And then George is like, yeah, that makes sense. And Liz kept saying every, like all episode that George is going soft. He's getting soft to Jerry after he gave that big spiel of like, he's my idol or whatever. And Maddie and George was the one who flipped at tribal council to actually vote out Nina instead of going with Liz's plan to vote Maddie. So a couple of questions here, Tegwith. Did George make the wrong decision? which I think he did. And how do you feel about Nina going home? Um, Let me start off. I feel very sad that Nina went home. Um, But also I feel like it, it was, it had, I think I felt like it was going to happen at some point. I felt like it was coming. She's also very good at words. And I feel like when you are good at words and talking, you do not want to sit next to that person uh, at, at final tribal council. Um, we've seen winners win almost solely, maybe not solely, but because of the final tribal council speech many time over. Um, and so I do feel like there is a world in which Nina could win the game. Just number one, she's a lot of friends on the jury. And number two, you know, she is very good at, at talking and, 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 and giving monologues and soliloquies and she's good at that. So 
you know, I do feel like, you know, I kind of felt like it was coming. So it wasn't as like much of a hit um, as I thought it was going to be. Um, was this the right decision for George to make? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so either. No. He said that he would rather have a happy Jerry and an angry Liz. And I don't feel like that's the truth because an angry Liz is will win a challenge. An angry Liz <sighs> will give her everything. I mean, so will Jerry and so will Matt, but I feel like Liz has that drive. I mean, she, you don't go to the Olympics for nothing. You know what I mean? You're <laughs> an Olympian. You I mean, have- with, let, me, let me just say, I'm so sorry to cut you off. I just no. wanted to say that like, it was like watching, cause I get very excited about this. It was like watching a movie for me. I take myself back to, I've been really into like pop culture references lately when talking Survivor, but it takes me back to Avengers Endgame. Have you, have you seen it tag with that? I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. Everyone else, spoiler alert. If you're trying to catch up with the movie also came out like six years ago. So (laughs) yeah. Avengers Endgame. Like when, when that moment where Captain America said Avengers assemble and you see everybody come in, I'm like, Oh, he's going to kick your ass. Like I just got so into it. And that was me last, not last night. When was it? It would have been a couple nights ago. I think that was me when George turned on Liz and you saw Liz look at George, then look up at Shawnee and Shawnee is just literally the most badass stare back where she's just sitting there like, mm-hmm. like so pissed and so annoyed that George got his way again. And so like you just, like I, I said, I talked about earlier where they're looking back, the edit really made it prominent that they were looking back and forth at each other. And that's the first thing that came to my mind. And that's what makes a good survivor season. I am super invested. And I was like, Liz is going to kick your ass, George. Like you just made a super big mistake. It might've been your one mistake this game. And it might've been the one that cost you half a million dollars. Yeah. That, I mean, somebody who is that mad, like can move heaven and earth. And, you know, I'm not saying that Matt, I feel like Jerry has a, has a good chance of possibly winning. And I do too. Yeah. No, he's very strong. He's very driven. Um, But I don't know that Liz seems like angry to the core uh, about this. And I think that that was just maybe not the right, not the right decision for George, but we will see. We don't know, obviously. So we, maybe it was a great decision and maybe I'll eat my words, but (laughs) now I don't know. We'll have to wait and see uh, when it comes to finale week. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play a quick ad, and then we will be right back for you guys. And when we return after this ad, we are going to break down the remaining four, what we think the finale week has in store for us, and who we think might just win this game. Because, you know, our winner picks this year have been so good. I mean, Teg with yours was good. It She finished in the top five. Better Mine, than better than my 44 winner pick. I, that's that's very true. But if you want to see who her 44 winner pick was, go over and turn in or tune into the 44 uh, content we have for you guys. But we will be right back. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly. But first, we got to pay some bills. 
Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. Welcome back, everybody, and so far it has been an incredible episode, in my opinion, for the podcast. We've, we broke down week eight, and, and like you said, I think you said at some point, Tech with it was a little bit predictable. We knew who was going home. Um, I do actually want to, before we get into talking the final four here, we talked about the season a lot at the very beginning. We have sort of seen a pagonging of sorts this year with the Heroes Tribe just getting decimated by the Villains Alliance, even though the Heroes Tribe had more people. Personally, I enjoyed it because I enjoy classic Survivor where you get an alliance, you stick in that alliance. I don't think pagonging is a bad thing. I think it's great strategy. That's how I would want to play the game. I would want to get a big group and I would want to pagong people. Let's make it to the final six and then we'll battle it out. I know it's not the most exciting television, but this goes back to what I was saying earlier. You have to just respect the game. It might not be the most exciting. I know some people just watch for entertainment value. Personally, when I watch, I want to see a good game played. I want to see someone. I would love to see a perfect game. That's not going to be the most entertaining season if someone plays a perfect game, but I would love to see it. Gabler was one vote away from playing a perfect game, which is still funny to this day. But anyways, Tegwith, was this was this exciting for you to see like the more classic Survivor approach? Let's stick with the Alliance or how do you take this season as a whole so far? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I take each season as it comes. So I never go in hoping for one thing versus another. I never am like, oh man, like I'm, 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 I root for individual players and I'm like, why I wish this individual, if this player did this. So I think it was, it was good, you know, good for George, good for people who was good for. Um, but you know, it doesn't, to me personally, it, this is just how the season has unfolded. Um, and it, it doesn't really play into how I feel overall. Typically, I think it, what I need to feel overall, how the season is, is, how I feel about the winner, not because of the winner deserving or not, but like how I feel about the winner and the whole season as a whole. Mm -hmm. What I did find interesting and what I've always said always is villains went into the, the merge with less numbers. Uh, and yet we have 50, 50 villains, um, and heroes at the end. Um, and I just, 
always, and it's been, it was hero, 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 hero. And so, you know, I always say, if you feel like you're going into something and you have the numbers and you feel like you're on top of the world, that's when you let your guard down. And that's when um, bad things can happen to you. That's why, you know, if I am at a baseball game and my team is up six, zero in the second inning, I feel like we're going to lose that game because people's egos get too big. People Mm. feel like they're okay to sit on their rest on their laurels. And, you know, um, And so I thought it was an interesting little flip-flop after the merge, but, you know, I thought it was a, you know, it is what it is. And I think it, you have to take each season of Survivor as it comes and you can't, if you are somebody who wants to like build the perfect season, that's never going to happen. Just be happy they're surviving. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, I'm happy, like, yeah, exactly. I'm happy survivors back. I'm happy we're, we're living it. So, um, I'm just got a smile from ear to ear. Did you say the, the perfect season already happened? Which season did you say that was? Cause I Here's cut you off. Uh, so us heroes versus villains. I had someone yesterday who said, and this is just a little bit of a tangent. I had a friend yesterday at work say, I want to get into survivor, but I started watching season one and I just got so bored. And I'm like, okay, personally, the the production back in season one wasn't the best. Jeff wouldn't talk during challenges. And I do think the commentary is very essential. It's just weird watching just challenge and music. Uh, the, The conversations weren't always picked up. So the editing, they were still trying to figure stuff out. So I gave her three seasons to watch. I gave her. And I, I know I'm going to hear about this in the comments. Why didn't you say this season? Why didn't you say this season? I said, I'm going to give you three seasons. First, season 40, Winners at War. I said, the only bad thing about that is it's going to spoil 20 seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> half of the seasons or whatever, 18 seasons for you. Um, So she's like, ah, no, I don't want to spoil it. I said, season 20, Heroes and Villains is pretty world-renowned as possibly the greatest Survivor season of all time. I've still never seen it. I'm getting to it. I know, I've never seen season like four through season 21 and i'm about to start cook islands for the first time ever and i'm so excited to watch ozzy's first time playing parvati's first time playing who else played that seat yule obviously who is the guy i'm thinking um big character oh my god i can't think of his name he had a very iconic auction moment no ah That's going to that's going to bug me. I'll look it up when you're when I ask the next question about Survivor Australia and you're answering it. I'll look it up real fast. Um, But then the third one I gave her was Survivor Kagayan because that's a personal favorite of mine. So I told her to start with one of those three because they're the best seasons and then go from there because just get an understanding of the show and then go back and watch some of the older seasons, which can be a little bland at times because they're still trying to figure stuff out but anyways nice little tangent let's get on to the final four now jerry matt should i say matt or maddie it's either or yeah jerry matt liz george final four we are here finale week tag with before i get into my rant of what i'm expecting for the finale week what are you expecting going into this final week? Do you think it's going to be a final three or a final two? Do you think there's going to be another big twist? Overall, I know you said you don't go in with expectations because you kind of just go in to watch it and view it as a fan. But what are you expecting here? 
So I do think that there is going to be another twist. Um, I was told about a theory on uh, somebody. Ryan told me a theory about something he read on Reddit, um, which I hope is not true. Um, so I, 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 I am expecting a big twist. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I go in and I think that Liz will win the next challenge. Um, I think she will. I think there's a very good chance it could be a final three. Um, I think, I think they saw a final three last season. I, I think they're trying to, I don't know what they're trying to do. I feel like there's a very good chance that could be a final three. If it's uh, the final three, I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't know what'll happen because I think there's a, maybe a good chance that George is there. If Liz doesn't get him out. Um, and if George is there, I think George wins. Um, so I don't know. What do you think this is going to be a final three? I think it's going to be a final two. You think it's going to be a final two? They I did a, a final they, two, but they did a final three last season. So that's why everyone thinks it's going to be a final three. But last season, Blood versus Water, it was kind of a last minute thing where he was like, this season we're doing a final three. Mm-hmm. And it was thrown onto them. My assumption is it's a final two. And that's why George and everyone are playing for a final two. Because I think, I just think last season was like a twist. Oh, this season's going to be a final three. I don't think it was, I think it was more of a twist than actually survivor australia going to a final three yeah Uh, i would prefer final two i'm not gonna let me just say i think final two would be a little bit more interesting in this in this scenario but i mean overall survivor terms you prefer a final two or a final three i know fire making i think i've heard your opinion on fire the fire making challenge (laughs) yeah i mean so do you want them to go back to like a final two uh, I think it would be in, like, I think it would be interesting. I don't think I have a preference between a final two or a final three. My preference is to for survivor to keep it unpredictable. Um, and I think that, that would be nice. You know what I mean? I think predictability hurts the show. Um, so I think maybe throw in a final two here and there um, just to keep, keep people on their toes that they can't bank on taking a, a group of three or you can't just have a, a, a two, whatever it is. Predictability, I think, hurts the show. So. But get rid of fire making as well. Oh, yes. Or if you do it, don't do it every time. Like I said, if you are giving people supplies for it, it's not predict it's predictable and it's not funny. Yep, couldn't agree more. So I mean, I think this finale week is going to end disappointing in several ways. I mean, people have already been growing meh with the post-merge gameplay so far. And I just look at the options that we have remaining. Jerry wins. It's going to be a Gabler situation in the sense of people just feel like he does not deserve to win. He's a go all season. He hasn't done anything. It's going to be the exact same situation as Gabler. Um, I know there's a deeper line, like political issue with Gabler or whatever, and how people view that. But in terms of just gameplay, mm-hmm. I think that's how people are going to view it. Um, Maddie, same thing. I think if Maddie wins, it'll be looked at as the same route. It'll be like, he doesn't deserve to win. He didn't play the best game. If George wins, it's going to be a mix. It's either going to be like, well, George deserved to win. He played the most game. But then people will also say, okay, this season was boring because we knew it was going to be George the entire time from the edit Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And if Liz wins... (laughs) As much as I think people shouldn't look at it this way, I think people will also look at Liz as she doesn't deserve to 
to win. She rode George's coattails. That's why I think I think the pawn thing is very interesting because I think if anybody wins other than George, they're going to be looked at as they don't deserve to win. But if George wins, we we just can't be happy. If George wins, then it was too predictable of a season. Yes, he deserves to win, but it was just a boring outcome. He wins unanimously. So I'm going into this finale week. I still love Survivor Australia. I still love this season as a whole. But I think no matter what happens for casual fans and even some diehard fans, this is this season is going to end in disappointment is how I think it's going to wrap up. Yeah, well, I think that's fair to say about pretty much any Survivor season. I think everyone puts their own like wants and thoughts and feelings into these people playing these games. Um, and I think, you know, like there were a lot of people who were half of the people were really mad that Erica won half of the people were really mad that Marianne won half were really mad that Gabler won every, no one will ever be happy. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Not everyone, <laughs> not yeah, every, yeah. no one will ever be happy. It's not true. Um, there is no way that every single person, every single survivor fan will be happy. And, you know, we're not like, so I think that that is true, but I do think that there are going to be a lot of people who will be happy if Liz wins. I think that there will be a lot of people who will have said that, that there is this newbie who positioned herself um, really well with a couple people saw her best friend get voted out didn't waver stayed didn't get emotional didn't get like i gotta i gotta go crazy and do something stuck with it and fought her way through and won challenges and made it to the end i think that there's a very good i think she has a good um and it's not like she never butt heads with george we saw many times that she put her foot down and was like i don't want to vote out um flick i want to vote out um, I want to vote out uh, uh, Stevie instead. Mm -hmm. Like there were things that happened that she played her idol for Shawnee that she didn't need to do that, but she still did. There were things that I think that she did that only veteran players would have done. We didn't see Jerry or Matt do. She did things that um, I think show a very good knowledge of the game. And I think, you know, I, I would personally be most excited for a Liz win. I, I think I would have been happy with a Liz win, even if it were sitting against Shawnee, you know what I mean? I, I think I would have been happy with a Liz win no matter what. Um, and I, I, I kind of think that that's what's going to happen. Uh, I think, and, and we're going to get into that. I, I mean, I'm very torn on two people and who, who is going to win this game real quick, just for the fun of it. I I've got the jury pulled up right here. Let's just assume it's a final four. And all four of them are sitting there and they pitch their cases or whatever. I'm going to say a name tag with. Okay. And I want you to say who they would vote for out of this final four. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with Flick. Um, Flick is voting for George. Sam. George. Shawnee. Liz. Sean. George. Haley. George. Simon. George. Nina. <laughs> uh, George. So you have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. You have six George, one Shawnee. So it will definitely Liz. get, or sorry, thank you. And one that was Shawnee, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it'll, 
that just shows right there. And I would probably agree. George is the outright favorite. Everyone respects his game. Has he really pissed people off? No, not really. Maybe Simon. Shawnee. Shawnee. Yeah, Shawnee. Yeah. Shawnee would vote for her sister. Liz. Haley. I feel like, I mean, they all take it on the chin, right? But I mean, Haley so still I applauded him when she got voted off. She's like, well, she was like, wow, you got me. There is, but I think like, uh, you know, I would still be mad if somebody voted me out, but on the way out, I'd be like, oh, damn, you got me. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. I would be like, you got me. Good job. I'm coming for you. Um, so, you know, if, but also I'm, I'm a petty American. So, you know, I'm not like these amazing Australian players who can rise above and be happy and laugh it off. I cry. I cry it off. Yeah. No, nothing wrong with that. But I just wanted the, the paint a picture there is that George is the outright favorite. Now, after saying that, I'll say my first, I'll say my two first. Let's give everyone our predictions of who sits at the final two, who wins, and how much they win by. We don't have to say like an exact number. Do they win unanimously, a split vote, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've really been battling this because I've, I'm seeing a lot of people say Liz is going to end up winning the season as their prediction. And man, I could see it. I could really see Liz winning the next two immunities, taking Jerry and beating Jerry in the finale. I can see that right now. Um, but in hopes that Liz, because Liz is who I'm rooting for, in hopes that I'm just completely wrong here and Liz ends up winning, um, I'm going to go with the Maddie and, and Jerry duo. Okay. I'm going to say that Liz is going to win the next immunity challenge. She's going to take out George. George will go on Sunday night. Um, and then I think it comes down. I do think it's going to be a final two. And it comes down to Jerry, Maddie, and Liz. I'm going to say Maddie wins, takes Jerry. This is where it gets... <laughs> this is where it gets really interesting because I want to say that Jerry is going to win. I think if he pitches his age... And Jerry's a decent speaker. I don't know if I agree with his analogy that he told Simon of like, are you a pawn if you have a gym coach? Oh, I that was not. Yeah. You're not competing I, against your gym coach. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I agree with that whatsoever. I don't know. It, this is really tough. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Because I think the jury is going to respect his game more. I'm going to go Maddie. Okay. I changed so, that last minute as well. I think what's going to happen is I think that Liz will win the next immunity. I think she's going to take out Matt. I mm. think that would be her first. If she thinks it's a final two, I think her first priority is to get Matt out. And I think she needs to maybe broker a deal with George and be like, Hey, we need to get Matt out because Matt is the only one that's going to be able to win and beat me in immunities. Um, and I will take you to final two. I don't think she will, but I think she'll say that. Uh, and then I think what happens is it's, it's, it's the three of them and then she wins again. And then, uh, uh, they take out George. And then I think it's Liz and, and Jerry at the end. 
Um, and I think Jerry does cop some votes. I think she get. I think Jerry gets George's vote. I think Jerry gets Matt's vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there's a good chance that Jerry could get maybe like, uh, maybe like Flick's vote or Sean's vote or like one odd vote here or there. But then I think Liz will get the re- remainder uh, of the votes. I so forgot I, to say that for mine is I, I think it'd be a split vote between Maddie and Jerry. So yeah, I do agree I, Jerry would get some votes. I think Jerry's going to get some votes no matter what. And and I do think one of them, I think it's like how in season 40, when they showed um, Natalie giving Tyson some peanut butter or vice versa, and then Tyson ended up voting for Natalie at the end, like they showed that to justify why he voted for Natalie. I think that they're showing George's friendship with Jerry more and more to like show why Jerry votes for, I mean, oh, why, why George yeah. for, for, for Jerry. Um, so that's kind of what I think will happen. Um, I think in a Maddie Jerry final two, I, I actually think Jerry will win. Um, that, I'm torn between that. That's why I said it was so yeah. hard for me. Yeah. I think in those two, I think Jerry will win. I think that that Jerry will talk about like, you know, I fought with the people I flipped over when I needed to, even before Matt, I was the one that brought Matt on board this ship. Um, which is why we're all here now. Like I am the reason for all of this. You guys voted for me multiple times and yet I'm still here. Matt has, has Maddie ever gotten a vote? Has he gotten, he's only gotten a couple right here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it had to be a couple. Don't quote me on that, but I don't think anyone has a perfect game going right now. Yeah. So, so I think that there is a, like, you know, a way Jerry can, can, can talk about the, all of that. And then I think there is a way he was like, you know what? Everyone thought I was crazy for hitching my wagon to, to <clears throat> George, but I did it. And George is over there and I'm over here. And, you know, all of this is because of, I needed to learn and I learned and now I'm the teacher and I'm in the, I'm in the, whatever, kind of using his analogy that he, that, that whole monologue he gave. Um, so I think, you know, there's a world in which Jerry wins. Um, I think there's a world in which any four of them win. I'm not going to lie. I don't think any of them are goats. Um, I think if it were a final three, we might have a goat or two. Um, but I think because it, it, it might be a po- possible final two, I don't think any of these people are going to be zero vote finalists. Let me just say, you know what I didn't take into, um, account. And now I kind of want to switch back to Jerry. If it's a Jerry and Maddie final two. And I think you kind of talked to talked me into it here in a way. George goes to jury Villa. George is a very persuasive player and i do think george would vote jerry and george i feel like would try to influence the jury in a sense of who to vote for and i could see him going to jury villa and being like i played with both these guys jerry is a better player than matt Mm -hmm. and telling them the reasons about why jerry is so good and i could see him switching enough people's votes at jury villa over to be on jerry rather than matt yeah, I could totally, yeah, I could totally see that. I honestly forgot about the jury villa where, you know, George, I mean, you've seen many times that the first stop that George or the first person George would go to is Jerry. Like I vividly remember, I think it was the Shawnee or this, so I guess not that vividly, um, Shawnee or the Haley <laughs> um, that he was like, is this the time to get Shawnee out? And George and Jerry was the person that George went to first. Um, he didn't listen to his advice. He still, I think uh, Jerry was like, no, not yet. And then it ended up happening. But, you know, I think that was always George. Jerry was always George's first stop when they needed advice. So I think that there is a good chance that if George gets voted out, 
that he could do some damage in terms of getting some swinging some votes for Jerry. Let us know in the comments down below who you guys think are going to make the final two or the final three, which is it going to be? And what are your predictions for the finale week of survivor Australia tag with? I am so sad. I am so sad. It's ending because everyone knows that this is my favorite rendition of survivor. Um, and it sucks. It sucks that it's coming to an end. Yeah. I'm really sad too. What this does do for me though, is if you don't know this um, about me, I've only seen, three and a half seasons of um, Survivor Australia. So when I'm not watching a live season of Survivor Australia, um, I will be watching an old season. So what this does do is the end, I'm seeing this as a light at the end of the the, the already very bright tunnel is I get to, you know, go out and, and watch some of what I've heard are the best Survivor seasons of all time that I haven't yet seen. So that's the silver lining, I guess, but I am sad it's ending. Same. I got to go back and watch the seasons because I've only seen most of champions versus contenders. They took it off Paramount Plus, so I never finished it. I've seen most of it. I saw Blood versus Water, and obviously we've been covering that season and this one. So I think we've covered everything. I think we've made our predictions for the finale episode next week. We're going to try to get a guest on the show to join us next week to break down the finale. Can't promise anything, but we are going to try. We do have a guest tonight, though. Covering season 44 of Survivor. I will not be here as I am going to spend the night with Johnny Fairplay and Sandra Diaz Twine, the queen herself, at a watch party. I am whew, I am so excited. I cannot say how excited I am. But it's gonna be you're gonna have so much fun. You have to let us know who wins the fire making challenge. Definitely. I will text you guys immediately. But we do have a he's kind of a a big deal filling my shoes tonight. Joining Josh. Will and Abraham, you will have season 43, forgot the season there, season 43 <laughs> winner of Survivor, Mike Gabler, joining the show. I can't wait. It's, I mean, you put Abraham and Gabler next to each other. It's going to be must watch television. So definitely tune into that when it gets uploaded on YouTube. It's going to be uploaded really late tonight. It will be tonight, but it'll be like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Eastern time. It'll be really late. Uh, also, uh, tag with you guys, yourself and David are doing some incredible things on Thursdays. So give us a little, little preview for anyone who hasn't tuned in to Survivor Social yet, because they can catch you on, usually it gets uploaded on Fridays, but they can catch you on Fridays on Survivor Social. Yeah, Survivor Social is so much fun. Um, we go wildly in depth. Um, David takes some amazing notes each uh, each episode, and we go through every little bit of the episode. So if you really love to nerd out about Survivor, we obviously do too. So we go super in depth. Um, we also try like, uh, you know, we talk about a little bit of everything. Um, we talk about the three women in a row that were voted out that broke my heart um and you know we talk about all of the the good the bad and the ugly of survivor um so we always get really down and dirty and have a have a hopefully a good time doing it <laughs> i like to say and i mean this as like a huge compliment i like to say it's like the dvd behind the scenes extra of survivor because like i will say that not trying to denounce the the show that i'm on but the recap show with myself will Josh and Abraham, we go in a more general sense of the show. This is what happened. What do we think? 
this is what happened. What do we think? We cover some of the big points, but Tegwith and David do an incredible job at really diving in and looking at why, you know, if I was to put an example out there, Jam Jam made this move. Okay. This is what we do on our show. Jam Jam made this move. He made this to make this person feel, feel good. Okay, cool. Next point. Where Tegwith and David on their show, Survivor Social, Jam Jam made this move. Why did he make this move? And they go into what led up to that that decision. A lot of hypothetical. A, a lot of hypothetical. Exactly. So that's why I recommend it. It's a great watch. I get to watch it every week alongside you guys because I kind of just, I do edit it, but I kind of try to watch as very little as it, of it as possible while editing. And then I grab my popcorn and I sit down and I, I watch these two discuss Survivor, two people who really understand the game and should be on the game. Let me just say, should, yes, preach. So, Tegworth, it's going to be really exciting next week watching the finale. If you guys are watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on Spotify, leave us a rating. We really do appreciate it. And follow our page as well. Is there anything else you'd like to say, Tegworth, before we, we log off here? No, I'm just always love talking Survivor with you and um, can't wait to do it next week, even even if it is the last Australian Survivor week. Um, but, you know, I love I love to do it. And, um, you know, if anybody has any questions or wants to talk a little bit more in depth, please do not hesitate to reach out to me on socials. Uh, I have Instagram. It's just tag with um, my like I said earlier in the uh, episode, TikTok is on at Survivor underscore simulation. I love to nerd out. So please, please reach out to me. You could also reach out to Survivor Social by leaving them an email at, or, well, it's not really at, but you got it's SurvivorSocialPod at gmail.com. Reach out, leave a question, leave a comment, leave a concern, and they will get to it on the episode. So thank you guys so much for watching. We will be right back here next week with exit interviews with the remaining four players of Survivor uh, Australia heroes versus villains to see what led to their elimination we'll ask the winner how they feel after winning half a million dollars and adding their name to a very prestigious list of australian winners and then we will be, be back here next week as well to break it all down and go over the entire finale also don't forget that later this week we will be introducing a new feature of survivor now and we will be doing the rites of passage for survivor australia heroes versus villains if you guys are new to survivor maybe you don't know what the rites of passage is they used to do it on the show where the final three or final four or final two whatever it was they would go through and pay respects to those that we've lost in terms of eliminations that season and say a few words for each of them we will do that on the show we will go in order from angeli the first person voted out to nina the latest and we will pay our respects and we will say what we liked about them or maybe what we didn't like about them for a few people. Uh, and it'll be a very entertaining time for us. So we'll catch you next week. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Bye.